What happened to George? He probably didn't realize that we had kind of a short break. And went I didn't. I mean, I went, to, I went to the ladies' room here for a quick second, and I came right back, and I was like, oh, my God, we're on the air. Whoa, okay. Well, what you need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. And here's what we all need to know. Thanks, Kepi. So just a couple days after Wendy's announced that they would be testing an Uber-style surge pricing model uh, where the cost of menu items would fluctuate based on demand, Burger King has made an announcement of their own. Burger King is going to be giving out free Whoppers through today, throwing some not-so-subtle shade at Wendy's. They said, um, the only thing surging at BK is the fire. We don't believe in charging people more when they're hungry. So, yeah, go to Burger King, and if you have a purchase of $3 or more, you get a free Whopper. Now, is that like a Whopper Junior, or is that nope. like a full-blown it says, Whopper? It says a full-blown, a full-blown Whopper or vegetarian Impossible Whopper. Never had the Impossible Whopper. In fact, I, I have. It's I've good. Had, I haven't had a Whopper in, like, I mean, it's, it's freaking a long-ass time. I did a couple years ago when I was still vegetarian, and it was not bad. I haven't had one in a long time, but I will say this. A Whopper is a good burger or has been a good burger when you consider cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickle, ketchup, mustard, mayo. It's exactly what I said the other day about Wendy's, but the difference is Wendy's has a little greasiness to it, which I like, but Burger King uses that flame broil. But I'll just say this, that if tonight you're telling me that if I go to Burger King and I spend $3, you're going to give me a free Whopper? I mean, just to kind of stick it to Wendy, I would go to BK. BK, have it your way. Your rules. No, you rule. Whatever. My kids love that song. I don't know why. I mean, they've I never been to a Burger King. But so does know. Brian Kamenetsky. I love that song, too. Mm-hmm. That was his walk-up song for the softball game last year. Nice. Nice. George, would you go to Burger King knowing that they'll give you a free Whopper if you spend $3? Um, I mean, that's what's happening today and only through today. I mean, I, I haven't been to a... I, I haven't done a lot of fast food in a long time. So I'm kind of liking sticking to that. And also, fast food, probably when I have a cold, probably not a good idea either. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, honestly... Not, not the highest quality food is what does like, does you know? uh Does Jersey Mike's count as fast food? Um, No, I would say that's... What's the next category up? Because I don't think that's fast food, per se. Isn't it called like counter food? Counter? I've never heard that before. Counter yeah, it's not you, counter food. I've never heard that either. But there's it's like, like Panera the, and Chipotle. Where you no, no, yeah, that's it's like different. The, it's the next level up from fast food, I would say. It is? Why okay. did you have Jersey Mike's? Um, I love Jersey Mike's, and I didn't know if it counted as fast food. I love Jersey Mike's. I did have it once this week. Yeah. Um, my only fast food, I do have two fast food things that I will eat. Um, one is Chick-fil-A, and the other is In-N-Out. Mm. Yeah, I haven't had either in a long time. Oh, dude, Chick-fil-A, dude. There is a Chick Fil A in Orange County, right by the, um, right by the malls. What do they call the? Uh, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of what the name of them, them are. Um, and there's this ginormous Chick Fil A. So when I'm heading from South South LA into Downtown LA, a lot of times I'll stop there for a spicy chicken deluxe. But then I can't help myself, you know, because I'm on a diet. I don't want to have the fries, but I will have like an eight piece nugget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. And then some Chick Fil A sauce, fire. All right. Well, that is what you need to know, Cappy. I know. Brought then, to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever uh, you are. But then, but then an In-N-Out burger, man. You know, like a double-double, animal style. Speaking of double-double. Also fire. Uh, Phil Jackson almost has like a double-double type rule. Have you heard this rule? Tell me. 
Um, I, I had I had forgotten about this because he said it so long ago, Phil. It was probably like 15, 16 years ago that Kevin Harlan brought it up on the broadcast yesterday on TNT where he said, uh, Phil Jackson has a rule called the 40-20 rule. Do you know what the 40-20 rule is, Kevin? Um, you take 40 and you subtract 20 and it equals 20? No. The 40-20 rule by Phil Jackson, one of the greatest coaches ever, is that to be an elite championship-level team, you need to win your 40th game before you lose your 20th. Uh, let me Hold on. Let me marinate on that for a second. You need to win your 40th game before you would lose your 20th game. So if you were 38-20, and 20, for example. Not elite championship contender. I wonder why he, I mean, is there more to Well, why? I mean, basically you win, you know, the first 60 games, if you win the two first, if you win two thirds of your games, you're an elite level team. Yeah, but like, okay, for example, the Lakers, right? Like last year, they made it to the Western no, no, Conference no, no, Finals. But, but, but again, he means about winning a championship. Right, but you said elite level. Well, elite level championship team. Right, but I mean, okay, so you you make it to the final four of the NBA, you're elite, right? I mean, you're one of the four elite teams. Right, but if you look at the rule, mm-hmm. in the last 30 years, only yeah. three teams have won the championship who didn't f- like fit into the 40-20 rule category. Who are they? Do you know? The 2004 Pistons, who okay. beat the Lakers, mm-hmm. and beat Phil Jackson, interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the 2006 Miami Heat with Shaq and Wade, and the 2021 Bucks with Giannis. This is going to go a little too deep uh, because you may not know the answers to this, but do you know what their records were after 60 games? I could probably find it, um, but I don't have it off the top of my head. Okay, I'm just wondering. Like, I mean, wouldn't it be interesting if they were 39 and 21? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, well, I know close? the Heat were like 35 and 20 okay. that year, and mm-hmm. I would have to go back and check the Pistons. Uh, 2021 was also a year that we had – was is a little bit of an asterisk because remember twenty twenty one that was the COVID COVID shortened season, if I recall correctly. We didn't. I don't think we played all the games that year in twenty twenty one. Okay, so so this forty twenty rule that you're speaking of mm-hmm. that Kevin Harlan brought up, and this was which which broadcast last night? The, the Heat. It, it was on the TNT broadcast. It was it was the Heat and and, uh, and Denver. Okay. Okay, so did did he did Harlan do his thing? Well, he said that basically there's only four teams that fit in that category right now this season, which is the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right. And then the Lakers are 33 and 28, so they don't count. They are not. I mean, the if based on Phil's rule, and you know it's been pretty good, mm-hmm. 27 out of 30, uh, the Lakers would not be a championship team would not win the yeah. championship that goes that goes for the milwaukee bucks too they're 39 and 21 right here's Giannis. he's got the green jersey with the white trim he's got his number what's what number is Giannis? 34 the number 34 on the front and the back of his jersey he's wearing the pink nikes tonight with the socks halfway up the calf and here's Giannis with a bounce pass and I mean, this, this is what he does. I, we, we have got to get Kevin on and do dueling Harlands. And then we make it a love triangle. You know, there's Phil Jackson uh, with the triangle the, offense. The, the Pistons were 33 and 20. But then they also made a trade for Rasheed Wallace, and that changed their trajectory, too. 
Here's Rashid Wallace in the red, white, and blue jersey with the blue jersey with the red number with the white trim. And that's a that's a very big afro for Rashid. I mean, is that kind of the thing he did? Mm-hmm. And the Heat were 35-20 and 20, the year they won. Here's Dwayne Wade with the black jersey with the red trim with the white numbers on the back wearing the white Nike sneakers with his calves exposed right now because of the white socks. I will look up um, the Milwaukee Bucks in a moment. Okay. Uh, and we did not play 82 that year. That is correct. Mm-hmm. I was right on that. Because Anybody else want to get involved in dueling Harlands between me and Sedano? I mean, come on, Big D. Don't you want to do a, a Harlan? Don't you have a Harlan voice? I, I don't have a Harlan voice, no. You don't? Yeah. Nah, I, I, you I, I, should Giannis Antetokounmpo only played in, sorry, doing the math, 72 games that season. 72 games is not enough games to know for sure if you are an elite championship level team per Phil Jackson's 40-20 rule. Right. But the re- yeah, the, that one is also again an asterisk. A what? Asterisk. Okay. What what's the problem? I was just cl- I don't know what he said. It's asterisk. I think you're being belevent. Ast- 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 <laughs> it's asterisks. You are being belevent. Asterisks. Asterisks. Asterisk. You said asterisks. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I'm well, I'll tell you, George. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> you are. This this language, English, has been, been, been rough for you this week. I'll tell Benelevant. you that. He's sick. Okay, well, I'm also coughing up a lung He's here. He's sick, yeah. Right. He's coughing up a lung, Sedano. I said it right the first time, didn't I? When I said it last segment. Because you didn't call me out then. No, she was just waiting her turn. She just wanted to wait. And then call you out. What about the Cavaliers who are 38 and 20? Only Nobody two gives games a rat's away. Nobody ass about the Cavaliers. Yes, they do. I do. <laughs> hey, Cleveland! This is for you! Lindsay, I like the fact that you're trying to get into dueling Harlands. I mean, Big D, you better get involved, man. I know. I Let's got hear you. what you got. Let's hear what nah. you got. Come on, give it a shot. You know, give it a shot. Nah, man. You know, I don't got the voice for it. You know, no, you got to try. No, nah, I can't. You got to try, man. Just do it when no one's expecting it. Nah, you know? Man, I, I, I can't, man. You know? I'll try to do any other impersonation, but not, you know, I can't do the Kevin Hart. Well, all you have to do is just be overly detailed. <laughs> I can't, man. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You get, listen, you think about it like last night's game. Here comes LeBron James with the yellow jersey, with the purple shoes, with the white socks pulled up halfway, and here's LeBron with a waist-high dribble and a bounce pass over to D'Angelo Russell. Here's D'Angelo Russell with the beehive haircut tonight, and then you just kind of just you just go on the and on and on with detail. Haircut. Right. The beehive. Right. That's oh. what he's rocking. He's been rocking the beehive. Oh, I got a guess. Is it Peter Gammons? Peter Gammons, a baseball writer. I know, but I'm just looking at guys that I'm cross-referencing the list. Is it Peter Gammons, Cappy? It's not Peter Gammons, who's got the gray hair with the blue jacket and the gray tie with the white shirt. All right, I can can know from last night's game, since I was kind of irked by this play, all right? Okay, go ahead. Wizards, 131, Lakers, 134. Now, you sound like Doc Rivers. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) I can't do it. All right, well, keep going. The worse it is, the better it is. And a little hoarseness to it. You can do Doc. It. That gave you your thing, you know? Wait, what was the play that hurt you? Let me here, here goes Kuzma. Kuzma for three. Terrible shot. I, I can't do it. You know, I can't do hard. Here's man. Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma looking for the three-pointer to tie the game. Kuzma, from waist high, brings the ball up over his head, wearing the white jersey with the blue trim. What number is he? He know? doesn't say that that many times, <laughs> Oh, he does. You no, listen to I him mean, do an NFL he, broadcast? He, he, 
well, he said he says that if he's doing like radio. Oh, dude, if he does radio, it's hilarious how he gives every every last detail. Um. So anyway, he was saying the forty twenty rule, um, which would put the Lakers in a really um, they would have to be one of those outliers that we discussed, basically. Well, it is not impossible as three of them have. They would have to have an asterisk and an asterisk. Right. Benevolent on the outside. Oh, that's funny. Is it Adam Schefter? No, he never wrote for either of those. And Cappy would never talk to me. I know, I know. I was just trying to be funny. No, Adam Schefter would talk to me until he got mad at me one day on the radio. Okay, tell me that story. I know he'd get mad at you, so that's why he wouldn't talk to you. Yeah, he got mad at me one day. How'd that go? Tell us that story. So, you know, back in the old days, like my old partner was a former NFL player. Right, and, and he would address him and not you. No, he would. They would always guys would come on there and they would always say, "Well, you know how it is, Billy Ray, right? Like you know how it is, right?" Oh, I so, do that sometimes right. too. So, I did so, it the other day, actually. Yeah. So, so every time somebody <laughs> would say, "You know how it is," because he was a former NFL player, right. we would play a sound effect so that we knew what was going on and our audience knew what was going on, but the guest had no idea what was going on. So he's like, "Well, you know how it is, Billy Ray, right?" And then all of a sudden, you hear the sound effect, and Schefter goes, "What? What? 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 What was that? What? What? What the hell was that?" And Billy Ray goes. I don't know what it was. He goes, I think it's on your end, right, Adam? Like, is that coming from you? And, and Adam got so mad at us, hung up, and that was the end of that relationship. So mm-hmm. you can, hey, Radio Michael, you could you could put more on the list, bro. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we probably should discuss this as to where the, like, the Lakers part of the equation. Because yesterday was a win, but didn't really feel like a win in some ways. Like, it didn't, to me at least. <sighs> I'm going to disagree. I I didn't come away feeling great about that game yesterday. Oh, I did. The opposite. I feel the opposite. I I feel like... I'll I'll tell you how I feel like on the other side. Okay. All right. I look forward to your feelings. Yeah. But how about you tell us about Subaru? All right. I want to. Hey, um, today I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who was telling me that he is considering an electric vehicle. And um, he said, have you ever driven one? And I said, yeah. I said, as a matter of fact, the Subaru Solterra is the first ever electric vehicle that Subaru has come out with as a as a you know an electric SUV and he's like well tell me more I'm like well first of all this thing is so fast like when you push on the pedal now a lot of people in the circle of trust every time I say when you push on the gas they get pissed at me you know why because it's electric so there is no gas I get it that's funny um, so thank you for the correction everybody so when you push on the pedal the acceleration pedal boom it is fast so the first thing I was telling him is the thing is super fast the second thing I was saying is very, very luxurious on the inside with all of the modern technology of Wi-Fi and Apple CarPlay and Starlink Multimedia. I mean, all the things you would expect. So fast, um, luxurious, but also tough and lifestyle, right? Because if you're going to put on the snowboard or the surfboard or the skis, if you're going to pack the kids and the dog and everybody in the car, it's got that kind of lifestyle toughness to it. And if you're going to go up into the mountains, when you've got that symmetrical all-wheel drive, that's standard, um, that's another way to be super confident when you're going off-roading. And when I say off-roading, I'm not talking like you're doing the Baja 1000, Jack. I'm talking about like just going off the road a little bit. You feel me? So listen, if you are considering an electric vehicle or you're looking for a new car, now's the time to look at the Subaru Solterra. So this weekend, get on out there to your local L.A. area Subaru retailer and ask for the Solterra. Love. It's what makes Subaru a Subaru. And now that love is electric.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain, do you know who this is? This is one of my favorites. This is Little Tanucci. Little Tanucci. Right? It is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, man, I don't feel so bad about, like, not knowing certain hip-hop artists because I'm old-school hip-hop, you know? I'm like, I'm like from... Did you just snicker at me, DeAndre? <laughs> I thought I wasn't... No, that was me. Okay. I think he choked while he snickered. Because I'm old-school... made him laugh again. I'm old-school hip-hop, dog. You know, I'm, I'm going back to the original days, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going back to the very beginning of it all. Yeah. Sugar Hill Gang, you feel me? Right. Yeah. Okay? Um, and then Run DMC, major impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like the other day when we were talking about John Cougar Mellencamp and the mm-hmm. Outlaw Tour that's coming this summer, yeah. a- and I heard Lindsay go, I don't know who that is. I was like, okay, see, I don't feel so bad because I'm, I'm more of a rock and roll guy. Right, but I could understand where someone who's young didn't know who John Mellencamp was as opposed young? to Lindsay's young. What is she, yeah. 13 years old? I mean, she's younger than all of us except DeAndre. She she knew Jack and Diane. She just thought Tom Petty said. I didn't. I knew once you once you said that, who sang that song, then I was like, oh, okay, but I don't know what he looks like or anything. Like, I don't know. I can't name another John Right, Cooper but Mellencamp I'm barely song. old enough to know John Mellencamp, and I'm 46. Come on, man. John Mellencamp in the 80s was the man. I was like seven. Uh, come on, dog. For real? Yeah. I was like less than 10 years old the last time he had a big hit. Oh, I I don't agree with that. What, what what do you mean you don't agree with that? I don't agree with your age and and your and his last hit. I don't believe that. <laughs> okay, I guess, but I mean, he hasn't had a like. When was the last time he had a big hit? Like last week. No, get out of here. Yes, this song's brand new. Come on, bro. A girl like you, uh, 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 with a girl like you, yeah, uh. What a song. Sing it, John Cougar Mellencamp. Hurt so good. Come on, Lindsay. You never heard of this song? No, I've heard the song, but again, I wouldn't know. Of course you heard it. Yeah. Because it's a pop it it's a it was a very popular song at one point in the world, but you know? Well, it's just been remastered and re released. It's back to the top of the charts. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, Hurt So Good was like 1982, bro. I was five. Well, I was 12. Not even, actually. If Hurt So Good, when did April of 1982, I was four. Well, I was, I was 12 still. I was still 12. Okay, but that's my point. I had just turned 12, to be clear, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very young kid. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so if I barely know John Mellencamp and the different iterations of his name, John Mellencamp, John Cougar Mellencamp, John Cougar. Wait, why did he? So that's why did he change his name yeah. six thousand times? Yeah, what's up, what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I it think here's what happened. I think what happened was he was John Cougar in the early days of MTV, where he's wearing tight jeans and like penny loafers and a white T-shirt, and he's Mister Indiana, Mister Middle of America, you know, Jack and Diane guy, John Cougar, and then everybody, and then I think he finally was like, I don't like this name, John Cougar. That uh, that they told me to change my name from my real last name. So now I'm going back to my real last name, John Cougar Mellencamp. So everybody knows it's me, but with my right. real last name. And then name. He eventually just became John Mellencamp. Right. Then he's like, I'm not a Cougar. I'm dropping Cougar. I'm I'm Mellencamp. Yeah. By the way, I tried to type Mellencamp today into a text, and it came out as Mellow Camp. Right. M e l l o w. And then I had to go yeah. back and edit it, which right. is like my new favorite thing in texting is editing texts. Um, so anyway, so of course Lindsay wouldn't know. I mean, he's barely like was popular when I was like, I'm barely old enough to remember that. Okay, hold on one quick second. Just want to just want to clarify one thing. Lindsay, you know who Willie Nelson is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but everybody knows Willie Nelson because he smokes weed. That's not why people know. I know him because he's Willie Nelson. uh, Let me tell you something. There are people who know Willie Nelson because he smokes weed. There's a whole generation of people because he's very into, he's very pro cannabis. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, what is Willie Nelson known for though? I mean, like a country folk singer. Okay, there you go. But he, again, like Willie Nelson is like an icon. Like he's not, John Mellencamp is not that. Oh, George, please don't insult John Mellencamp. I cannot have John Mellencamp slander on the show. Just the same way I can't have Anthony Davis slander. Are you sending me to Terminal H for John Mellencamp? Are you terminal, sending me to, terminal, oh, terminal C or ter- no, Terminal M? Terminal M, right. Oh. Terminal C is too close. I want you to walk further. You're going to Terminal M. For Mellencamp. That's right. Yeah. There can be no... Anthony Davis slander of any kind well, after the performance he had night. last night. Yeah. 40 points. Which so was you, interesting because, again, the 40-20 rule is what we were just discussing. And then the Lakers are not in anywhere near the 40-20 rule that Phil Jackson created back in 2008. All right. So you said you didn't feel good about last night's I Laker did not win. feel good about last night. You should, have, you should not be in some overtime game against the worst team, arguably, in the entire sport. At home. I don't care that you're on a back-to-back. Okay. Um. I want to agree with you because I was thinking the same thing last night. I can't believe this game is this close. So I I text somebody. You text somebody earlier about uh, Caleb Williams who was being old and grouchy. Right. Well, I text somebody about the Lakers because I was, again, I had on the second screen, so I wasn't paying as close attention. Was it Peter Gammons? It was not Peter Gammons. Someone who was at the arena yesterday. Oh. And I said... So how is this game this close? Like, I have not been paying, like, that close of attention. And then I went back and watched it again this morning. And this person, I want to read to you what they wrote to me. Hold on. Stand by. Person wrote to me. Low effort from the Lakers all night. Assume they could flip the switch at any point. Um, Which they can. Guys not engaged on defense. Certain guys not trying hard enough. Wizards trying hard all night. Very typical. Mm-hmm. Who is that from? I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Should I should I start guessing? Did I mean, you can guess. And I'm still not going to tell you. 
Well, that's what I did. I wasn't going to tell you guys who told me what I what he told me earlier. Yeah, but I think we kind of figured it out. No, no, you guys are just making assumptions. And you said earlier, don't assume. It's not Peter King. It's not Peter King. I really don't I mean, know. He's that. retiring, you know. I, I really don't know. know. I really don't know. Okay. So anyway. All right, so uh, here's the thing. Yeah. I think that's a fair piece of analysis. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers last night were low effort. I think they were low energy on defense. And I think that Washington comes in. They got a bunch of younger guys. Guys like, I mean, look, Kyle Kuzma, when he comes back, he wants to play. He wants to, he wants to show out, right? I mean, a guy like Marvin Bagley last night, he also comes back into town. I mean, he's from you know the area. And he also would like to play well. And he played pretty well for a guy who I forgot that even yeah, was in the NBA. He had a big block on LeBron down the stretch. He did what? He had a big block on LeBron down the you stretch. You know what? He did. That's a, You're right. He did. But here's the thing. As much as I feel the same way you feel, which is, come on, man. Washington's terrible. You're at home. You should never let these guys hang around. Listen, and I get, get it's the NBA, Cappy, but I mean, for the love of God, like I, I get it, they still won, but I didn't feel I didn't come away feeling great about that win. Okay, I will come away feeling great about that win for this reason: you get into overtime, right? The, the, and and it's a I, I think at this point the Lakers had the lead and it was kind of going into the last play. I promise you this: I was struggling, struggling hey, to Cappy. stay awake last night. Marvin Backley's from Arizona, man. Oh, that's what I was no, saying. But he he's plays from the Sierra area. Canyon. Yeah, he's from the area. Hey, Big D, look, man. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, Big hold D, on. look, man. <laughs> he look, told man. you. Look, look, man. He he played high school ball in the L.A. area. Okay. You're not familiar with this, huh? He's from Arizona, though. No, but he plays Sierra Canyon. He is right about that. Okay. I don't know. I think we'll let it one slide, I guess. Okay. You're going mean, to let it played, slide because you got it wrong. Sierra Canyon. Like, you got it wrong, a... so you're going to let it slide? He's really? from Arizona. Right, I get it, but, but he, he played, played his basketball, high, school high school ball here. here. And but, by the way, a lot of kids do the reverse, where they are from here and they play high school basketball in Arizona. That's not like an But you wouldn't say Le, Le, that like Bronny James is from L.A. Absolutely I would. No, you wouldn't. You say Marvin Bagley's from the area. He's not from He's not from L.A. Bronny James didn't really live in Cleveland that long. Guys. He did until he was 15. Guys, look. Well, he was in Miami for four of those years, too, though. Do do I have to explain how basketball works for you? Okay. (laughs) When you you play high school basketball in L.A., L.A. kind of says, oh, this guy's from here. You know, he played his high school ball here. You understand what I'm saying? That's the way basketball works, Big D. But you didn't specify. You just said he was from here. Lindsay, you're going to have to take the L, and you're going to have to be okay with taking the L. It's not me. Okay. It was DeAndre who pointed it out, not okay. me. And, and DeAndre, you're going to have to take the L, too. Both of you why guys you, are going to have to accept the L. Why are you bringing me into this? You're both going to have to accept the L, okay? I don't know where Marvin Bagley's from. That's right. You don't, and I do, because I'm like that. I know all these guys, okay? I'm familiar with their backgrounds. So you think that like when Bronny James... Gets I mean, drafted he played two the years NBA. there. It wasn't like he didn't play. Like uh, it's not like he just came in for one year and was out. I mean, you he said he's a, a local years. guy, though. But people take they when when you play high school ball in an area, people take credit for. It. Hey, he's from here. Okay. You know, that's like saying Kawhi Leonard is from LA. He's not. He's out from like Riverside area, but pe- Southern still California. from the area. That's right. He, he grew up out there. Not a that's whole right. other state. Okay. All right. All right, this is going to turn into a uh, Justin Fields canceling his uh, <laughs> Chicago Bears. Okay, okay, know. okay. okay, okay. Cabby, I, I'm fine with what you said. He played <laughs> years Chinooka. of high school basketball. Yeah, the, the, judge no jury, the judge and jury has said it's okay, okay? Uh, anyway, I'll allow point, it. Okay, thank you. Here's my point. While the Lakers didn't look great last night and they didn't have great effort, they had just come off a monster, monster comeback 
against a much, much better team. It took huge effort to make the comeback that they did the night before. So you're on the second night of a back-to-back against a young team that's hungry, that wants to show out, you know, in Marvin Bagley's hometown, right? You, you, and so I'm telling you this, I was falling asleep. I was having a really, really hard time staying awake in overtime. I didn't play the night before. That is, that was tiring. So at least if nothing else, they got the win. It could have been disastrous where they could have lost that game to those horrific Washington Wizards, but they found a way to win, and it may not have been pretty, but at least they got it done. So I came away feeling okay about it. Okay. Thank you. Man, that took a long time to get there. Hey, shout out to the Bagley family. DeAndre just just wanted to point out to me, just so you know, back here. He goes, "Hey, hey, look at look at this. He only played for two seasons. He transferred after his sophomore year. Went back to Arizona." Well, I'll tell you right now, the guy has roots in Southern California. And listen, Bronny James, he from L.A. Oh hell, no, he's not. You have to take that L too. No, no, he did not. He played at Sierra Canyon until he reclassified and went to Duke after that. Come That's on, not DeAndre. Because I watched him play one of his last. No, I, I, his sophomore year, he transferred to Hillcrest Prep in Arizona. In Phoenix, no, no, Arizona. right. And then he played junior and senior year. That's what I say. He played two years at Sierra Canyon. Yeah, so he's saying that that doesn't doesn't make him a local guy. Come on, DeAndre. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Kid played two years of high school basketball. Hey, if you're going to be a basketball I mean, listen, savant, I, I would, you better I, know I the would, exacts, Cappy. I, I'm the first one to go after Cappy's neck on stuff, but <laughs> yeah, this is not the one thing to go after his neck on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, that's it. That's all. Come on, I mean, Anyway, all right, we got to go. Radio Tinder is up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Saved by the bell. Bus fly by. It's all right. This was my favorite show ever growing up. Like, love this show more than any show ever. This, well, this in Full House, I guess. It's a great jam. George, I saw your picture a couple of weeks ago when you were up in San Francisco. You went to the Full House house. Took a little the painted ladies. Yes. Yeah. Took a little pick over there. I know my. That's like one of those touristy things that you do when you're in San Francisco. Well, there's a park right across the street right. from the painted ladies, yeah. so that's why. Yeah. I walked over there from uh, a breakfast spot I was eating. And then when I got there, I took the video of the pictures or whatever, and then it started to pour, and I immediately got under a tree, which was able to keep me uh, dry for a while, and then uh, while I waited for an Uber to pick me up. Yeah, my daughters all have pictures like that. They're, they're like you, Lindsay. They love that show. So It's a great show. When in San Fran, they had to go take that pic. Yeah, it's because they're from there. Um, no, I don't think so. I think they're actually from Sierra Canyon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> only, but only their junior and senior year, I think. Okay. All right, what do you got, Lynn? All right, so a video of a woman battling over a window shade on a plane has sparked a new debate about comfort mean, and courtesy. Like, why? Because it's like one of those window shades that's well, like in between two seats? Well, let me finish, well, I will tell I'm asking tell the question so you can then, then you can tell the story. Well, the I will Radio. explain. Nice layup, George. I will explain if you let me finish. The viral video, which now has nearly 20 million views, shows the woman as she closes her window shade only to have it shut immediately by the child seated at the row in front of her. 
In the video, the child's small arm reaches back to the window next to her, closes the shade only for her to instantly pull it back open, at which point the child attempts to pull the shade again, but she holds on to the tab to keep it up. So is she the a-hole swipe left or swipe right? It's it's her window, by the way. I got so That wasn't that made video. clear. So it's not in between the two chairs? Correct. No, if it's her window, it's her window. If it's in between, that's like communal. Ah, oh, but is it though? Like, what if I feel like usually in the in the in between ones, there's always a little bit more window on one seating area than the other. You know, maybe. But at the end, it's of never the day, like it's right down the middle. Can, I mean, I, I don't know. That one's a tougher call. But if it's yours, then it's yours. You know what I mean? But like, that's what happened because they they reconfigured all these planes to add more seats and screw the consumer basically. So that's what ends up happening is you have these battles. So I'm watching it right now. Um, to me, from from where I'm seeing the video, it seems like the person who's sitting next to the window, this lady, that is her window. And and the person who sits uh, in the window seat gets the um, the control of the shade being up or down. Now, if somebody is in your row and they would like it up or down, they may say to the person in the window, excuse me, um, would you mind like um, opening that? Because I'm, I'm curious, like there's some bumpiness going on. I'd like to see what's going on out there. And that person who's on the window might be like, no, I don't want to see. So, no, I'm keeping it down. If you get the window seat, you are in control of the shade. Now, I don't know if you're watching this video or not yet, George. The arm from the seat in front, I don't care if it's an adult or a child, and in this case it's a child, the seat in front, that person is closing the shade that is behind them. Okay, It's not, it's not even in their row. So the kid is the a-hole. And by the way, I don't know if the kid's traveling alone, but if the parents are there, they're a-holes too. Okay, The person who sits in the, in the window seat gets to to choose whether it's open or closed. And by the way, I never really sit in a window seat. I prefer an aisle seat. But like sometimes I'm sitting on the aisle and I'm like, God, I wish she would open that window. I really want to see what's going on out there. But the, hey, I just acknowledge you have control. So listen, I don't care if it's a kid or an adult. The person in the in the row in front, you're being a jerk. Have you ever sat like in a window seat or a, a, a get stuck in a middle seat and the person on the aisle seat is like, leaning almost over you because they're staring out the window as you're getting ready to land and it's like creepy and you feel them like looking through your soul that's happened to me a bunch because i i often used to choose the window seat but now once you you know i I got used to the aisle seat because you have more room yeah this has become a big this has uh become a a thing here i'm reading this story on good morning america yeah people think that like she's an a-hole because he's a little kid and i'll leave him alone but she wants to see out the window and she said she gets claustrophobic and the well, kids I turn... mean, she's got to have a window on hers, too, doesn't she? Well, she's the window person. I'm saying the kid. Oh, the yeah. The kid doesn't have a window? Yeah, he does, but he wants it closed. He has his clothes, and he wants hers closed, too. So he's okay. trying to be a little greedy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not his window. It's not so his window, it. and he's a jerk. And the parents should say something, to Cap's point. But they're probably sleeping because, you know, the window shade's down. Yeah, or maybe if the kid was traveling without parents, you know, the kid is just like, hey, I want, I want it to be dark. I want to sleep. Well, tough luck, kid. You know, this lady's got control of it. And like she said in the article, she's like, hey, I am a little claustrophobic, number one. And by the way, I want to look at the scenery. I don't have any problem with that. She's in the right. The kid's in the wrong. That's my opinion. I don't care if he's a kid or not. All right, what's next? 
All right, so nearly one in four people have kept a secret from their partner when moving in together, according to new research. A recent survey of 2,000 Americans who live with their partner revealed that more secrets lie under the surface when they move in together than expected. So uh, apparently millennials are the most likely to keep secrets, uh, 33%, followed closely by Gen Z at 27%, and baby boomers being the most forthcoming of all the generations at 11%. Do you keep a lot of secrets with your partner? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? I don't know, man. When you've been married with somebody for 12 years, it's just probably not a lot of secrets at this stage. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of know what the deal is, you know? So. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. My finger slipped. What, were you gonna, what button were you going to press? I was going to press the swipe. It's right above that. <laughs> Sorry about that. So if you go back into that list and it tells you that the different ages of people determines who lies and who doesn't or yeah, who I keeps mean, secrets let's be honest, and who doesn't. It's not lying. They're keeping secrets. Well, millennials keeping secrets. are just weird people, dude. Well, the other thing is, is that as you get older, you can feel more confident in and telling less bleeps. Yes. Right. You just and you can tell people things like, OK, for example, me and Robert Rachel, right? We're both in our 50s, number one. And number two, we've both been married and divorced, and, and so we've had experiences in life. So there's no real reason to, like, keep secrets because she can tell me anything. And well, I'll be and like, she okay. also tracks you on your phone. Well, that's true, and I track her. But right. it's also like, you, you can tell me that. I'm not going to get upset about that. That was before me. You know, that was another part of your life. So the older you get, the less likely you are to keep secrets because you, you can kind of get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to this just to, to this point, it says the most common secrets include details about past relationships, doing something they know their partner would be upset about, and undisclosed spending habits. So those last two would seem to be like current secrets, you know? Right. The last two definitely are current secrets. Um, I don't know, but when, if you share a bank account, then it's hard to keep those secrets, the bank, the money secrets at least. Do you, do you share a bank account, Cappy? Do I? Yes. Well, you, yes, you're married. I feel like, yes. Cappy, you probably don't, Well, Cappy right? does. Well, Ka she's his accountant. Oh, she that's knows true. Where she knows everything. We, we may not share it, but she's in control of mine. Oh, okay. Right. You know? So you can't have any undisclosed spending habits, huh? Oh, she'd flag that right away. <laughs> oh, she would totally flag it. <laughs> You'd get audited immediately. Hey, listen, sometimes, listen, I told you guys earlier, I, I, you know, I, I've been going to like this little Chick-fil-A, and not little, the giant Chick-fil-A in Orange County on my way up. Sometimes I worry like she's going to see in my bank account, like, why are you going to Chick-fil-A? Like, why are you talking about being on a diet and feeling disgusting, and yet you're going to Chick-fil-A? Like, so, so, so sometimes I pay cash. <laughs> you really? Are you being serious, Cap, or is that a oh, joke? I believe you. I totally believe him. Yeah, of course. I'm telling you. I that. totally oh, believe Oh, man, Cappy. I'm like, I don't want her to see that I went to Chick-fil-A. See, that's cash. a secret. Yeah. I'm you keep cash. a secret. You don't want her to know every single time you You don't want to know about adding more visceral fat. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm paying right. cash for this. That is Radio <laughs> Tinder brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Find tequilas or sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right, Cappy, coming up next, two things. We need to appreciate. We talked about appreciating LeBron the other day. There's a Dodger we need to start appreciating because I feel like the new thing is becoming the thing that everyone wants to talk about. We'll get to that. Plus, there are uh, more of the Combine stuff, including some kid who uh, believes there's no such thing as space. So stick around for all that. 710 ESPN. 1987, right? Number one? Or was yep. it just a release? 
Well, this was back in um, the John Cougar Mellencamp era, wasn't it? I was going to say, George, right. I don't know how you remember this. I mean, you were so young, you know. Uh, I was 10, not 1982, where I was four. <laughs> I would say there's a pretty big difference when you're 10 as opposed to you're four and you know music. You learn music at that stage. I don't, I don't agree. Well, actually, nine. Nine to four, pretty big difference. Well, it depends on which day. It actually came out today, so. Right, so I would have still been nine as opposed to four with John Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar and the Mellencamp Beastie Boys are far more iconic than John Cougar Mellencamp. I mean, you know, in a different genre of music, perhaps. No, just in general. I, don't, I think you're. I think you're downing on John Cougar Mellencamp. I can't have the slander. You're gonna go to. You're gonna go to Terminal M. I mean, all right. I guess. I mean, he's fine. <laughs> I guess. He just did that little ditty with Jack and Diane. That's all he did. You know. No, 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 no. And it hurt so good afterwards. No, there's a lot more than that. There's a big catalog, long catalog. Yeah. Of John Cougar Mellencamp, or just John I mean, Mellencamp. Listen, there's also, I believe, uh, in Mellencamp, there's probably a Melanin issue as well, you know? You so, think so? What, at what point did he, like, did he shift, and why is he called John Coo- I mean, Cougar Mellencamp again? Because that's what he's being called on this tour, or this concert that we gave really? tickets to. Yeah. Is he really? That's there what, you go. Yep, that's what the, the agency sent us the copy for it, and that's what it, the commercial went back. says. So yeah, why well, did you, you know, go back? He probably, he, he probably figured the three names would would cover the gamut, you know. Also, the word cougar has become like very popular with like old hot lady, you know. So maybe he thinks that he can attract the old hot ladies with the cougar part of it. I don't there know. There you go. Fair Just enough. The thought. Just uh, the thought. Cappy, I want to get to the Dodgers here for a second, but okay, before that, I I thought of you the other day. Tell me, because you asked me if at Mateo's Little League they did the Little League pledge, right? And I didn't remember. I don't remember them doing that last year. But this year they did do the little league pledge at the uh, opening day ceremonies, the little mm-hmm. parade thing they did. Well, um, prior to this year, was he playing like official little league? And the reason I say that is because I think I think official little league means that you have like the little league um, patch on your arm, on yeah. your jersey, and I yeah. think that maybe. Um, maybe before you get to official Little League, you know, you call it Little League, but it may not actually be sanctioned Little League. Is that possible? Yeah. Well, there was there might have been a pledge last year. I just didn't hear it. Um, but I did hear it this year. So I do you know it. it? Do you know it? No, I don't know them. Okay, now now George, listen, are you coaching at all in Little League? I'm not. No. Okay. I mean, I may be assisting occasionally. Well, that's I what know. I mean. I'm not saying are you managing. You know, like it's a big time commitment. You know, yeah. and by the way, gosh, I see the little league fields now are filled when I drive by, and every time I drive by, I'm like, oh, I miss that so much. I freaking loved coaching little league, loved it, and I used to do mornings on radio, and so I had the whole afternoon free, and so I was able to do it. When I moved to afternoons, then it killed me because then I missed a lot of games and I missed right, a lot of could, time, and you couldn't do the uh, the practices, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Now you need to learn this. Do you okay? know it, Cappy? Like. I, you have it pulled up, I'm sure, huh? No, of course. No, no. You have to know this. This is like knowing the National Anthem. This is like knowing the Pledge of Allegiance. Or like the Girl Scout Pledge. On my honor, I will try to serve God and my country and to live by the Girl Scout law. You were a Girl Scout. Sure was. Okay. I'm going to tell you honestly. That sort of surprises me. Why? <laughs> Just because I think <laughs> of you as, as somebody who kicks ass. I don't think of you as being like Girl Scouty. I think of you as being like, uh, I don't know. I mean... I mean I mean, you're the guy, you're the girl that kicked that guy's ass in the cafeteria. Well, that you know was much I mean? later in life. That was Kathy. well before, well after her. <laughs> they, uh, Girl did they Scout teach tour, you self defense in Girl Scouts or something? Never got my karate badge in Girl Scouts. I got you. All right. Yeah. So the Little League pledge, though, George, you need to learn this. It goes like this: 
I, tr- I trust here, in God. Right, right, so here's what happens. like the, the, Somebody stands in front, like on the pitcher's mound, and they lead it. And so there's a little kid. I trust, I trust in, in God. God. And then I all the other kids country. say, I trust in God, right? I love my country, and I will respect its laws. I will play fair and strive to win, but win or lose, I will always do my best. That's the Little League pledge. you got to know that, George. Well, there you go. And, we, and you know what? Hey, if Uncle Cappy has to come and teach it to Mateo, I will. Okay. Do they, well, like, put go. their hands anywhere? Like, do they have, like, a little symbol? Because, like, yeah, in Girl Scouts, put, we had, like, I, the I three we, fingers you put up. I'm you know? trying to remember. I think they just, like, take their hat off or something. Yeah, like you take your hat off, and maybe you, like, put it over your chest, kind of like a national anthem thing. Really, right, the like Girl Scouts. Like a Pledge Scouts, of Allegiance kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, the Girl Scouts put up three, what was it, like, Star Trek three or something fingers. with the Girl Scouts? It? It's three yeah. fingers. You put your thumb and your pinky together, and you hold right, it and up. And then you do, like, the, the three fingers, fingers together. Yeah, yeah. That I've seen before. By the way, are the Girl Scouts are they the one, the Girl oh, Scout cookies? They're already selling cookies. Oh, by dude, the, way. the cookies I have avoided them like like the plague. Dude, I can't walk in. I, here's what I do: I, I have a whole system with the Girl Scouts because look, I cannot not buy the Sonomas. Is that aren't those the ones that are like Samos, the Sam- Sam- Samoas. Samoas? Samoas, right? Yeah. Not the not the Samoans. They the have Samoas. different. Yeah, they have different names. The, the Samoas. I almost said samosas, and that's Indian food. <laughs> okay, I cannot not buy these things. They're so, delicious. The other day I go, I'm going into a CVS and there's all these little cuties there and their moms are there and my ex-wife and my daughters all did this. So I have no choice. I've got to do it. Right. And I'm like, okay, girls here, here's the $5 or $6, whatever it is for the box of cookies. Don't give me the cookies. Yeah. Give the somebody else. Samoas are the caramel ones. Right. They're, and they I got like, like tagalongs, which are the, oh, uh, those are the best, the peanut, the peanut butter, butter ones. Oh my yeah. god, those, those are, are so good. good. Those are, yeah, and I think George, I think top. they have dark chocolate, right? No, they're regular chocolate. No, they're regular sure? chocolate. Yeah, but they like also wafer. have. They, there's a new one now, a new Girl Scout cookie, that's like, um, it's like a, it's a s'more, right? It's oh yeah, a those have been around cookie. a couple years. But it right, but fairly new compared to yeah, the other yeah, ones for sure. And that that one's a dollar more. Oh really? Oh yeah. You know, they also ask you, do you want to make a donation to like, uh, like I don't know, military or something like that? So here's what happens. You have like a $20 bill and you buy like two boxes and you're like 12 bucks in and then you wind up donating the other $8. You know what I mean? Like they get you for that because they're so cute. Little Girl Scouts. And then their moms are hot behind them, you know? Well, nowadays they don't really have to, they just kind of have to either be one of the girls that's at the stores, which I don't even see that all that much anymore. Oh, I, I see them at the grocery store. Yeah. yeah, they're like a big group of them. When I was younger, we had to go door to door, and then my dad would also take the the sheet. You know, they had like the big long sheet. Yeah, the sign up. Yep, sheet and right he would there. take that to work, and that's how I always got all all my badges and prizes. But nowadays, they just post a link on Facebook, and they're like, "Hey, it's the oh, Susie selling Scott cookies." Kevin Blackestone, whose daughter is a Girl Scout, um, who's the you know DC writer, who's on around the horn. He's been around there. He's been on there forever. His uh, he does it with like a yeah it's online like I get my cookies delivered yep. to me mm-hmm. I just oh, dude, he just I sends a link to our yep. around the horn group uh, email and everybody just loads up I did that one year and it was real embarrassing when they when they arrived because I had like two big boxes of girls yeah, got cookies a lot of lot of coo- <laughs> right I I told Kevin I said I got to slow I'll buy some cookies but it's gonna be like two boxes not like eight like I normally do it's not a bad idea though to buy a bunch of boxes to support the girls and to support the dad who's guilting you into doing it and then you just hand them out like everywhere you go you you've got gifts well we used know? to leave them Key's daughter used to do it back in the day we used to just he used to just uh, we would buy them and just leave them at the studio my biggest problem was I remember my ex wife would do this all the time she. She would buy whatever the requirement was that the girls had to sell. So let's say they had to sell. I'm just making it up. A hundred boxes. boxes or whatever, yeah. Right. She'd buy them all. And then she'd say, okay, now we have them. Now you go sell them. I'm like, why would we do that? What, what are we taking in inventory here? Yeah, you're not learn, learning how to sell them, you know? Right. Yeah. 
My so my I, parents would always buy a ton and put them in the the freezer. We had like one of those big chest yeah. freezers in the basement, and then I would always try and sneak sneak them out of there. Mm. They're so uh, damn good. All right, we ran out of time here because we've just been really terrible at the clock today. But well, it's Friday. Friday. I, I want to get to the uh, the Dodgers appreciation commentary because I feel like we need to. While there's new people here, we need to appreciate one particular player. Um, and then we, I want to get back to the combine and this kid that doesn't think we have space. And LeBron's approaching 40,000. There's a lot of stuff going on. So we'll do all that coming, coming up here in the next hour. All right, stick around. 710 ESPN.